This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Appropriately, following last week's six-part series called God Made You a Worker of Miracles, this week's five-part message entitled Yes, You Too Can Be Healed deals with a similar subject that's been the cause for more than its share of heated debate within Christian circles, the subject of divine healing. Often, the result of incorrect teaching, religious custom, or bad doctrine, Christians just don't know what their rights are to physical, emotional, or spiritual healing. Some arguing that it's merely an Old Testament phenomenon and rare in today's church. Others believing only those having the God-given gift of healing have access or that Jesus' blood shed at Calvary allows for spiritual healing only. But why are so many waiting for God to heal them when He is simply patiently waiting for them to claim it? In this life-changing series, Pastor presents irrefutable, powerful truths that healing is meant for all who believe. And yes, you too can be healed. All right, let's get right into the Word of God. I want you to open to the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. Uh, There's so much to say about this particular subject. And we were talking about the subject of divine physical healing. It's a subject that I have talked about, uh, but I've never really in a long time done a little series and done a a direct teaching about um, the subject of divine physical healing. Um, Here in Isaiah chapter 53 is really where we kind of need to take our starting point because um, this identifies what we call the atonement or the sacrifice that Jesus made for us at Calvary, at the cross of Calvary. And it says, uh, surely, I'm sorry, 53.4. So this is where we um, learn about the atonement and all that is contained within the atonement. What Jesus did at the cross of Calvary. Now, let me just, can I just preface this before I get into this tonight and get into the subject. You know, healing is a, is a, uh, a, a very important subject. It's a subject that touches every one of our lives in one way or another. We all at some point in time need um, healing from the Lord. Many of us have been recipients of the healing of the Lord. But there's also many of us who have maybe known people, have had family members that uh, did not receive healing for their bodies. And I say a couple of things about that before we get deeper into this study tonight. I say, number one, that um, just because a person does not receive their healing doesn't negate the whole healing message. We don't always understand why a person does not receive their healing, even though they stood in faith. All right. I'll just give you my own my own story and personal story, family story. My mother, who, um, you know, we love dearly. um, She had at one point in her life, she had developed some sort of arthritic condition in her knees and. She, um, she couldn't walk up and down stairs. She couldn't get on a stool. She had all kinds of trouble with her knees, and it was causing her a lot of discomfort and pain. Um, our, her laundry was in the, her washing, washer and dryer were in the basement. It got so bad that she couldn't carry the laundry down to the basement and carry it back up. 
Um, so I had to go help her do that. And um, so anyway, we, we went off to one time, I heard about a healing meeting that was going on somewhere and I brought her to that healing meeting and make a very long story short, she got called out of that healing meeting and um, specifically called out, not by name, but by, um, by, by problem, by situation. And the, the evangelist that was up there praying for people called out and said, there's a woman here with pain in her knees and the right knee is worse than the left. And my mother sat in her seat and didn't respond to the call. And a couple of other people got up and she prayed for those people. Then she came back, she says, now, now where is the lady with the pain in her knees? The right knee is worse than the left. And finally, after my mother watched all these people come up and she realized, you know, she just bolted out of her seat. She ran up to the, this was the first time my mother ever answered an altar call. Because this was way, way, way many, many years ago before I was a pastor, before I was even in ministry. We were just all kind of searching and finding the Lord at that time. And the evangelist prayed for her. And the next thing I know is my mother's laying flat on the floor looking up at the ceiling. And, and everyone, you know, my family were all looking like, what, what's going on? You know? And uh, next thing we know is that she got up. And the evangelist said, so how, how are those knees? My sister's smiling because we she was there. And, she, and she, my mother's going like this. She's, oh, the, the pain is gone. They're good. They're good. So I'm thinking, in my mind, I'm thinking, I know my mother. She wouldn't say if, if there was pain. She, she wouldn't want to be, you know, she wouldn't want to embarrass the evangelist or embarrass herself, right? So she's just saying, yeah, yeah, everything is good. And, you know, she'll tell me the truth when we get in the car and drive home. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> So I'm thinking, all right, you know, so we get in the car and we start driving home and she's like, yeah, yeah, no, my knees definitely, I felt something. I felt, I don't know, I fell on the ground. How did I fall on the ground? You have to understand my mother was very, very simple. You know, she was just a simple woman. She says, I don't know, how did I fall? Something happened to me and I fell on the floor and yeah, my knees feel better. Well, the next day, oddly enough, we were having a little Bible study at the Kalos house. For those of you that remember Doug and Betsy, who were with us for many years now, moved to Arizona. We were having a little Bible study because we were all searching and seeking. So we'd get together and talk about the Word. We didn't know anything, but we trying to figure things out. So we were having a little Bible study in their house. And they only had one bathroom in that particular place that they lived. And it happened to be on the second floor. And it was a long set of stairs that take you up to the second floor. And um, so we, we were having the Bible study. And my mother excused herself because she needed to use the bathroom. And here I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, how is she going to get up those stairs? Well, all of a sudden she, she goes and, and da, 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 da. she gets to the top of the stairs and she said, I made it all the way to the top. My knees don't hurt. She shouts down. You remember that? She says, I made it. My knees don't hurt. And she came back down. And from that point forward, she never, ever had another pain or problem in her knees. She was absolutely, totally healed of that arthritic condition. And um, so... So, you know, I say that to say that in that story, my mother received healing. Now, fast forward a whole bunch of years. And my mother, you know, maybe you heard the story. She had a major stroke. She had some heart issues. She had a major stroke. And we stood in the same kind of faith that we had experienced back then. But she never recovered from that stroke. You know, so the question is why? She ended up dying of complications of that. Well, actually, it came to a point where we released her because we didn't want to see her suffer anymore. So the question is, why was she able to get healing there? But when it came to this particular situation, why was she not able to get the healing and we weren't able to help her get that healing? Well, here's the answer. I have the answer. You want to know what the answer is? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea in the world. And, and you know, some years later, 
when I was, you know, pondering and searching, God gave me a phenomenal scripture. I found it. Uh, well, I actually heard somebody else give the scripture. And it's found in Deuteronomy chapter 29, 29. And it says this. If you don't know this verse, you ought to write it down. It says that the secret things belong to the Lord our God. So, you know, there are some things that we're not going to be able to figure out or understand or completely have knowledge in. Because there are some secret things that, you know, you say, well, why did that happen? Like I asked God, why did that happen? I was in faith. We fasted. We prayed as a family. Why? We had faith to believe that she was going to be healed. And, and, you know, but why why did she not receive her healing? And really, there is no answer that I get back but this one thing, that the secret thing belongs to the Lord. I may not understand it. But now listen, I want you to see the second part of this verse. Because this is where uh, we have to hang out. And this is the comfort and the strength that you and I need to gain from this whole story. Is that although the secret thing belongs to the Lord. In other words, there are things we're not going to understand. We're not going to understand them. We won't know until we get to heaven. And believe me, there are going to be a lot of questions I'm going to ask God. I think I'm going to ask God if I'm not overtaken by His glory. And maybe those questions are not going to be even matter to me. But, but in my human you know, uh, way, I, I have a lot of questions. One of, the, one of the questions I want to know, why, why didn't she receive her healing? Why didn't others that I've known along the way receive their healing and go on and live in this life? But he says the secret thing belongs to the Lord. I'm not going to know that until, you're not going to know that until we get to heaven. But now listen. But those things which are revealed, that would be the Word of God and the promises that come from the Word of God. Those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. So even though there may be some secret things some, in, as it relates to healing, because that's our, our topic and our subject, there may be times when we're surprised or shocked or overwhelmed because someone did not receive their healing, we've got to put that in the category of the secret thing belongs to the Lord. I've heard people try to explain it. They didn't have faith. They had sin. They had, that's a bunch of lies. Nobody really knows for sure why sometimes it works and sometimes it does not work. And I've seen great men of God who really had faith and trusted God not be able to, to receive their healing. The secret thing belongs to the Lord. But here's the part that you and I have to focus in on. The secret thing belongs to the Lord, I may not know. But the things which have been revealed are for us. In other words, even though someone else may not have received their healing, healing is still for you and for me. And we ought to maintain, we ought to have and maintain a strong faith and a strong belief for it. Just because my mother died not ever receiving her healing doesn't mean that I'm not going to continue to believe for healing for my body because I still know from the Word of God that healing is contained within the atonement of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. When I get to heaven someday, I will find out why it did not work in her life. But until then, I can't allow that story or that situation or any other situation rock my faith for my own healing or to stand with somebody else for their healing, because we have to understand from the Word of God that healing is in the atonement, that Jesus paid the price that we might receive bodily, physical bodily healing. Is everybody with me? So we, we're here at Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4, he says, Surely he has borne our griefs. And literally, that word griefs means sicknesses. And carried our sorrows, that means pains. 
Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities, our, our shortcomings and sins. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Put all that together, and he finalizes it with this verse and says, And by his stripes we are. Not going to be, not might be, we are. Let me tell you what, no matter what's happened in anybody's life, you and I must stand on this platform, on this position, that we are healed. Because my faith does not, is not based upon somebody else's experience. My faith has got to be based upon the Word of God. I can't base my faith on what goes on in your life or doesn't go on in your life. I must base my faith on what God says. So from my perspective and my position... Even though I don't understand those things, when it comes to my life or standing for somebody else, I'm standing on this position. By His stripes, I am healed. Amen. Healing is for me. Even though it may not work for somebody else, it is still for me. Does that make sense to everybody in this room? So as we approach the subject of healing, we must come from that perspective. That even though we don't understand some things, those things we have to put in the hands of God. Now, let me just give you the flip side of this, that... You know, and, and this is not a cop-out, but this is, this is a reality. Of course, we're talking about healing, but we also are talking tonight about some don't receive their healing. Well, do you realize that whether you get healed or you don't get healed and, and go to be with the Lord, that it's both victory? It's a victory no matter how you look at it. It's a victory, and I've, I've used this with people to help them. Uh, to either you know, receive healing or to go on to be with the Lord. I said, no matter what happens, whether you live or die, you're still in victory. As a matter of fact, when you pass on to go and be with the Lord, that is the ultimate victory. All right. We ought to live this life and live long and enjoy everything in this earth that God has for us. But if some of us slip away, this is not bad. This is good news because you are forever with the Lord and in the presence of the Lord. Come on, somebody give you a better amen. But while I'm in this earth, as, if, as far as it has to do with me, I don't know about where you are, but as far as it has to do with me, I'm going to fight for my healing every single step of the way, should I need it. As a matter of fact, I learned even a better promise, live in divine health and you'll never need healing. Believe God and use your faith for divine health and healing will never really be an issue. It might a little bit, but it'll never be a major issue in your life. Learn to believe God for divine physical health. Based upon 3 John, I pray above all, all brethren, that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Can I get a better amen than that? So when we come from this position, we understand that healing is for all. It's not, God is not selective. It is meant and appropriated for all. If the forgiveness of sins are for all, which is in the atonement, then bodily healing has to be for all in, because that's in the atonement too. He can't, he's not going to pick and choose what is going to be for you from the atonement. It's, all, it's an all-inclusive package. It's for everybody. So you can have confidence. You ought to have faith. You ought to have trust in God and use your faith uh, to believe God for healing for your body and to use the rights that God and, and the privileges that God has given you and the benefits that come from the Word of God. Can I get a better amen than that? Now, we have, just so we can go back over so everyone can be on the same page, I'm doing a little review. Um, we, we, we have the confirmation that this verse, by His stripes, you are healed, refers specifically to bodily healing. We have the evidence in the New Testament. 
The New Testament, you always interpret the Bible with the Bible. You always interpret the Word with the Word. So we have evidence in the New Testament that what was just spoken by the prophet Isaiah, that by his stripes were healed, was meant for bodily healing. Not for any, you know, something else, but bodily healing. Yes, spiritual healing in that regard, but it was also bodily healing that was, was included. And we talked about it last week with reference to Peter's mother-in-law. When Jesus was ministering, Peter's mother-in-law came, uh, was sick and they called Jesus and he went in, into Peter's house and he saw Peter's uh, mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. And this is in uh, Matthew's Gospel chapter 8, I'm at verse 15. So he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and she served them. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all, everybody say all, all who were sick. Now he goes on to verify what Isaiah chapter 53 reveals to us. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and uh, bore our sicknesses. That's the verification. That's the proof that what was spoken in Isaiah chapter 53 and is revealed in Matthew's gospel was referring to bodily healing. He healed these people and then by the Holy Spirit... Uh, Matthew writes, this is to verify. This is to prove out. This is to tell you that this is what the prophet Isaiah spoke way back then. That he himself took our infirmities and carried away our sicknesses. And by his stripes we are healed. Can I get a better amen than that? Um, let me see. I think it's 1 Peter 2.24, if I'm correct. Um, 1 Peter 2.24 refers to it again First um, Peter chapter two and verse twenty-four says, "He himself bore our sins in his own body on that tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness." So he took care of the sin issue, and he finishes that saying, "By whose stripes, by whose stripes you were healed." So we see that bodily um, healing is in the atonement, and it's carried, you know, it's carried out and verified and proven out by the verses in the New Testament that we have looked at tonight. So we understand that bodily healing is for all. Say, it's for me. It's for me. me. All right. So there's no question or doubt about it, um, about bodily healing. All right. We all also looked at many verses last week when we were together and we saw that, you know, everywhere Jesus went, he healed all that were sick, not some, but he healed all that were sick and all that were infirmed. And uh, so Jesus didn't leave anybody out of healing. Everyone that was in need, he gave him healing. And we brought you back to this verse uh, in Hebrews. It says, uh, Jesus Christ is the same, right? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the same Jesus who had compassion and healed then is the same Jesus who is having compassion and healing today. Say, that's for me. Say, I believe it. I I receive it it. by faith. faith. Wow. Can you see it? So, Jesus is the same. He hasn't changed. So, if if He had it in mind and in His heart to heal all then, He still has it in His mind and His heart to heal all today. And that's why we need and should have faith for healing in our bodies. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So, what I wanted to do for a few minutes tonight 
is, and there are many, many things. I'm giving you like the reader's digest, digest, digest version of the subject of healing just to kind of, you know, give you some overall understanding. But tonight for a few minutes, I found and I've studied that in the Bible that there are um, what I could find seven specific ways to receive bodily healing. Seven ways that God outlines in the Bible to receive healing. Are you interested in these? All right. Because sometimes we get muddy and we don't, you know, we kind of like throw everything in a bag and shake it up and pour it out. And we don't, but let's break it down and see what the Lord has to say. So our first reference tonight, we're going to do a little Bible thumping. Is that all right? All right. It's good to use your Bible. But let's go over to John's Gospel and let's go to chapter 14. John's Gospel, chapter 14. And the very first thing we want to talk about is using the name of Jesus against the devil. Using the name of Jesus against the devil. Now, I'm going to say something here tonight that may freak some of you out, but give me a chance to explain it. Don't shout me down. Don't turn me off. Don't throw stones at me. Let me get everything out that I need to get out. In John's Gospel, chapter 14, or let me say this. Um, yeah, let's, let's go to John 14. Let's start in verse 13. And he says here, um, well, let's read 12. He says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Now, notice what he says in verse 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, I want to just tell you a little something about this word ask as it is used in this particular verse. Because we, you know, when they translated this, they, they took different words of the Greek and sometimes they don't have enough specific words, so they use the same word like ask. But this word ask, because this word ask is used many times through the Bible, but it doesn't always mean the same thing. In this particular case, this word ask comes from the word ereteo, which is a Greek word. And the word ask in the, in the original Greek really means the word demand. And if you really want to, you know, you really want to stretch it out, or not stretch it out, but define it better, to demand from a position of authority. Sort of like if someone writes a check out to you, your name is on the check, and you, I don't know if checks say, you know, pay on demand this amount too. So in other words, you have a check with an amount on it, and you have the right to go to a bank and demand that they give you that amount. Amen. Pay on demand. Why? Because that check's written to you. Your name is on that check. Well, you have authority in the name of Jesus. It's your check with your name on it. And there are certain things that you can demand not of God but you can demand of the devil of his cohorts of demonic forces you have a right to demand in the name of Jesus that things be such and such and as it relates to healing you have the authority given to you by the name of Jesus by, by Jesus right here where, where you're looking at it in John's gospel chapter 14 he said whatever now let me read it to you as it would be read in the original Greek Whatever you demand in my name, that I will do. In other words, I'm going to back it up. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.